Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Sapporo. We have an exciting week this week, as always, in episode 108. This week, we will do what's in the news, market update, as well as question of the week. So make sure wherever you're listening, support su- support this podcast, rate, five-star, review. Uh, really appreciate the support and hope you enjoyed the episode. All right, market update of the week. So right now we're seeing a decline in the markets. Uh, it's basically the Russia-Ukraine conflict, which is you know political and geopolitical tensions um, and, and actions are the hardest thing for investors to trade on because just the uncertainty of it all. And that's what the market's reacting to right now, the uncertainty of what's going on overseas uh, for those domestic listening um, so you're seeing some of that, but even yesterday when the futures were, you know, the, the market started lower, we actually recovered to about flat. Um, you're probably going to see more of that ongoing tension between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, and that's the biggest thing I think driving the markets right now in as opposed to the inflation uh, interest rate rising debate, which we know that that's happening. And I think a lot of that's priced in. You also have corporate earnings, which have been reported. Some doing better, some doing worse. Uh, you saw that different stocks they're doing better than others whether it's shopify moving downwards on their earnings um walmart i believe had strong earnings and then raised their guidance for the full year but the big thing is that there's a lot of different things going on with companies a lot of them are you know still reporting strong earnings which will be priced into the market um and and will also be a catalyst for for us to to start to push higher at some point in the next couple of months, I believe, right? And so let's move over to specific companies and what's in the news. Meta. Meta is revamping its company values, which they haven't touched since they were established in 2007. So Mark Zuckerberg, which I follow on Facebook, if you don't, he's a good follow on Facebook. He's the only one that still posts long paragraphs that we should, sometimes are interesting, that are sometimes interesting to listen to. Um, and so he said that, Facebook rebranded as Meta five months ago, and now they're redoing their company values as they're shifting. And I think, you know, what they're trying to do is MetaMates. It sounds, so they now coined the term MetaMates, live in the future, move fast. Um, And it's interesting what they're trying to shift to. And I think it's the best move for the company. If you're seeing it, especially in our next segment, what is happening with the bigger tech titans being Apple and Google and data privacy, they're trying to crush Facebook, literally. Um, And they're trying to take away metadata, take away selling selling ads. They're really just trying to crush Facebook. And so this is their only way of of recourse, right? Because Droid, Android, Google, said they plan to limit ad tracking on Android phones in, in, in two years. Apple did that similar move and that wiped out billions in sales for companies like Meta and Snap. And now Google saying they're doing the same thing. Um, and this is like really, I think, the bigger reason why there's a push from Meta to really go into this metaverse and really create a whole new area, right, where they can collect data. It's actually kind of brilliant if you think of it. But it will take time to see that happen. Speaking of more tech titans, Squarespace is actually now doing sleek websites for for pods. So they're seeing applications for new businesses up 53% last year from pre-pandemic levels. 
that means a lot of these Squarespace, Wix, GoDaddy, all these sites where people create websites are increasing. Squarespace IPO'd in May and they rose, they raised 300 million at a $10 billion valuation, although their valuation's been cut in half. They're saying that there are not enough podcasts out there and they're seeing um, that they advertise on pods. They're seeing a lot of people come to their platform from podcast advertising and they're actually making a big bet on that. Um, and I did see that you've seen them. I've listened to podcasts. And I've heard their advertisement a lot of times on various podcasts. And so that's an interesting area and angle that Squarespace is taking because they said that there's a lot more, there's a high conversion rate for when they do so. And I believe that because if you think of how the podcast listeners tied in better than almost any other medium, it's it's really interesting to see that. So we'll see probably see that a lot, a lot more in the future. So a little tidbit fact of the day, Spider-Man No Way Home topped Avatar. Avatar is the third biggest movie of all time at the domestic box office. It's not adjusted for inflation, which is really interesting. I went and saw it. I thought it was pretty good. It was the best movie I've ever seen, especially in that whole, that's the Marvel universe, right? Um, I'm a, I'm, I thought that Black Panther was a little better. I thought that the Marvel, the big Avengers one was a bit, a little better, but it was good. I'm not a Spider-Man person. I've seen, that was, I think, the first one of the movies I've seen. Pretty good. Me and my girlfriend enjoyed it. But I did see it's the biggest, third biggest movie of all time. Surprising to me because I think of so many other ones I thought were just way more entertaining than Spider-Man No Way Home. How is that the most entertaining? Third most entertaining movie of all time? I think it was just because we're pent up and that was one of the first big box office movies to come out after we've kind of got back to a little bit of regular life. And that, that could be the answer. That really, really could and it might be the answer. All right, we're seeing Snap. We're keeping on that social media big tech theme. Snap is offering influencers a share of ad revenue for the first time. So they're offering a share of ad revenue. I didn't know that they weren't doing that before. Interesting. So Snap has a wild start to the year. So they're saying, hey, we want to entice creators to come to our platform. Um, and they're dropping ads in the middle of stories. Uh, previously, stars can make money by receiving tips from fans, teaming up with brands. But now they're saying, hey, we'll give you a percentage of our ad revenue. We're giving you a percentage. I think this is a really interesting tool to test out. Will more creators do this as they try to entice the best creators to come, especially we're in a situation where data is getting constricted, how are you going to entice creators to to increase monetization because you bring their audience to your platform? TikTok did launch its creator fund, $200 million in 2020. Following year, YouTube started one. Insta has a $1 billion fund. So a lot of people are saying creators are the future. We need to create keep these niche communities and they don't want it. They don't want it to be centralized from the creator standpoint. It does make sense to be on all platforms, right? You have different communities on every platform, widen your audience. Um, unless someone offers you a really, really large bag to be exclusive. It just makes sense. Um, and the creators are starting to cash in. We just made an investment in our venture group, um, on something that's a really, really creator focus. And it's really going to be interesting. So that's some big, big news. All right, the people watched the Super Bowl. Hope you did. Who did you think was going to win? I sit here on the podcast. I was rooting for Bengals, I think, but I said the LA Rams would probably take it there. My early season pick. And look how it happened out. Just like I said, Nostradamus in the building. I see these things, folks. I see these things. But 
It was a really, really interesting, really fun game, really close game. Uh, halftime show was amazing, funny, nostalgic. But if you're thinking about the ads, which is a big thing for everybody, is the advertisements. Um, it was really, really cool to see. But there was a big theme there. The crypto was a big theme. There was Coinbase that did a 60-second spot, and they had the bouncing QR code. I even asked my girlfriend, I was like, what is this? Did the, did the stream fall off? What happened? And then all of a sudden, the Coinbase thing popped up at the end. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. It actually crashed their site. The CFO said that there was 20 million plus visitors to the site after the advertise ad, and it crashed the site. It jumped from one of 38 in the App Store to number two. FTX and Crypto.com did some advertising with Larry David and LeBron. There was also the theme of electric vehicles. GM uh, did a spot. Kia, Volvo, Polster, a new EV startup. A lot of those themes of what we're going to be seeing the next five, 10 years, the next decade are popping up to, to the widest audience in the world. There was 112 million viewers of the Super Bowl. It was the fifth largest watched event. Excuse me, it was the largest watched event in five years. They didn't break the record of 117 million that they were shooting for, but it was close at 112. Yeah, it was a really good Super Bowl. I think it was fun. It was exciting. The game was close. The stars were out. It was in LA first. I think this is one of the first times that a team that's in the Super Bowl is based in their home stadium. That's really, really cool. I thought the Vikings were going to do that in 2018, uh, but we just missed out. We got stomped by the, the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, blown out after, I think it was the Minnesota Minneapolis Miracle was that year. We're so close. We'll get there one day. But it was a good, good game. And yeah, it was just a, an ode to what's the future, really when you're seeing what's happening in the spaces of crypto and EV. So that's where they're going to put their advertisements. Makes sense. Makes all the sense in the world. All right, folks. It was a good, good news week. Quick news, long news, short news. But we got through it all. Next up, we'll do question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week. It was Valentine's Day, and me and my girlfriend had a great time. So this is a little bit love-related, a little bit intimacy-related. Let's get into it. Question says, I offered a $10,000 reward for the person who introduces me to my future partner. I'm 34, single, and disabled. How do I meet the woman of my dreams? That is the question, which I think is an interesting question. Unless expounds, the person says, I've been disabled since I was 13 years old when I almost died of an illness. My condition results in a bad immune system and very low energy. I've always wanted a partner for life. I'm 34 and a male. I live in my deceased grandma's house with my dad, who was a disabled veteran. I was never able to, I was never really into socializing or doing anything in groups. I have very few solid interests, solitary interests, I should say. And I don't talk and I don't talk about them. I'm very distrusting of strangers due to growing up in rough areas. So so the, I did, the only thing I could figure I could do, I'd go on dating sites. My early experience with women taught me that they were very serious about things like job, education, money, and health. Online dating after trying for 10 years, clearly not for someone like me. So I looked into alternatives. I'm pretty sure that the only workable option is to somehow get introduced to women. Professional map makers are for the, or he says are for the rich. For a while, I offered a $10,000 reward for the person who introduces me to my future partner. But that didn't attract any interest. <laughs> I've been in therapy regularly for much of my life. Um, and, and it goes on. 
Um, I think this is interesting. Person says they're lonely. We got to one. We feel bad. We extend empathy to this person. Obviously, there's some hard circumstances. And dating, I assume dating with a disability is tough, especially online, uh, where it's very, can be very superficial. Of course, we understand this. Um, and you're not as mobile as you'd like in dating and going out to places would be tough. So, but there's approximately 46% of people age 60 years and above have some kind of disability, which I did not know. And I do think the right thing to do was going to apps. I mean, I think that's where you're going to get the exposure to the most people. Um, but you know, with everything that you experienced online, I'm sure it's tough, but that's the best way. I don't think offering money, unless like you said, it's a professional matchmaker, but not someone just out there. Like it's not a, you know, a, a bounty. You don't want to just offer them money because you are more than a, you know, a $10,000 price tag. Um, definitely want to take your time finding the right person. I, I think that's the way to do it. I, I don't believe in offering money. Stay strong. There's no shame in going about things the way you're doing it uh, at all, at all. But keep your money and keep going. All right, folks, that's it for the Your Money, Your Life podcast hosted by Delano Support. We do this once a week. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk next week.